teach us some And when his daddy would visit, he'd come along When they gather around and started talking That's when Billy would take me walking Out through the backyard we go walking Then he'd look into my eyes Lord knows to my surprise The only one who well, could ever... Thanks for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of The Mile High Show. You are listening to episode number 251. Now, if you've listened to these in the past, oh man, months, every time I record one of these intros, I stress the fact that we should be on like five, six, seven hundred right now. But uh, I still haven't been able to get back on the horse after, uh, after COVID. Now, the reason being is I love recording these shows live and in person. I like doing them one-on-one rather than uh, on Zoom or on the phone, something like that. And when everything shut down, I just kind of got out of the habit. And I need to get back because I, I really love doing what I did the other day. And that was to sit down face-to-face with a couple of microphones and my trusty Zoom recorder and record a conversation with an interesting person. And that person is today's guest, Mr. Josh Novi. Now, Josh, as you can tell from that intro... He is the son of a preacher man. I love that song by Dusty Springfield. Josh spent his childhood traveling the country as his father was uh, going from congregation to congregation in, uh, in his uh, vocation as a preacher. And uh, Josh talks a little bit about that, how he got into comedy, and how he is ending up at the Prescott Elks Theater in Prescott on Friday, July 21st. Now, this show is one of the ones that has been going on in conjunction with Anger Management Productions. That is J.C. Anderson, based out of Flagstaff, who books all the comedy at the Flagstaff Orpheum Theater, and just about a year ago started booking shows at the Elks Theater here in Prescott. I've been able to get on a few shows with him, including this Friday, July 21st show. Uh, joining Josh, Josh will be headlining, uh, myself and Zach Allen will be coming up with Josh and, uh, it's going to be a great show. This will be a show. Josh typically works, uh, a, a fairly clean show as far as, uh, language and things. So it'll be nice. My son's going to join us for that show. He's, he loves comedy and I'm very particular about the comedy that he's able to ingest. And uh, this will be one that he will uh, have the chance to sit down and enjoy. Friday, July 21st, doors open at 6, show at 7 p.m. Children under 18 uh, allowed as long as they're with a parent or guardian. So uh, tickets available in the link in the show notes. Uh, A link to Josh uh, Novi's website, Josh Novi Comedy, along with all his social media. Also in the show notes. And uh, we want a real push. Go on and subscribe to his YouTube channel because he's right at the precipice of being able to make some good income off of those YouTube videos. He's hundreds of thousands of views on his dry bar, dry bar comedy special, his self-produced special, and all the content he puts up there. And he needs a, another chunk of, of subscribers to start monetizing that. So joshnovicomedy.com, click that. YouTube link and then subscribe and help Josh make a few bucks uh, on that YouTube content that he's putting out on a regular basis. Now, our regular sponsor here, uh, I owe an apology to Patrick of BullyDogCoffeeCompany.com. Patrick, the top dog at BullyDogCoffeeCompany always takes care of us. He makes sure we have uh, coffee for us and for our guests But because I was out recording this on location and Josh lives down in the Chandler area, we picked a spot local to him. And that was Sagebrush Coffee Company. That is sagebrushcoffee.com located at uh, 393 West Warner Road in Chandler, Arizona. Great coffee, great baked goods. We had a good time down there. Uh, But I will be bringing him some Bully Dog Coffee Company, because Bully Dog Coffee Company is what I'm drinking right now. <sighs> big Bold Flavors for your Big Bold Heart. Every every sale that Patrick and Bully Dog Coffee Company make, uh, they take a ju- good chunk of their proceeds and put it right back into canine support and rescue uh, programs, specifically pit bull rescue programs. 
He has a great line of locally roasted beans. He started independently roasting uh, just recently after a GoFundMe program that uh, was successful. He had been kind of subleasing out some local roasters. Now he's doing it on his own right here in Chino Valley, Arizona. And you can get his coffee delivered to you free locally, a little charge if he's shipping it out to you. And you could pick it up at a couple of places, including the Peavine in Chino Valley. But uh, get a hold of Patrick Bowler, top dog, and he is at BullyDogCoffeeCompany.com. Uh, really active on Facebook as well under Bully Dog Coffee Company. So he's been a great sponsor to us, making sure that we are caffeinated. So anyway, get, let's get back. Josh Novi coming to the Prescott Elks Theater July 21st, 6 p.m. doors open, 7 p.m. show starts. Get your tickets. The link is in the show notes or get a hold of PrescottElksTheater.org and buy those tickets online Friday, July 24th, 21st, excuse me, Friday, July 21st. I am looking forward to it. I hope you enjoy this conversation with my guest, Josh Novi. JoshNoviComedy.com. I'm gonna. It's gonna have a separate intro. We're gonna talk. About I know. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's what. But, I'm. I'm a. I'm a. Yeah. I'm a. Le- I'm a. I'm a coast into to podcast nice. kind of guy. You know. But I want to know. Let, let's talk about where because you, you're a vet, correct? Mm-hmm. You and not with animals. We passed a horse farm on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you? Where, where'd you serve? So I was in the army. I was a combat medic in the army. Oh wow! And then I did. Uh, so I did. I did my four years in the army. Um, and then I was in Iraq from August of '07 to the end of November of '08. So it was almost 18 months straight. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So it was almost a year and a half now, that I did straight. What What was home for you? Where'd you grow up? Are you from the valley originally? No, or? no, no. My dad was a pastor, so we moved around like a lot, like yeah. a lot, a lot. Like, what areas? Like I. Name and air. <laughs> just, you were like in the south or just oh, on the yeah, west yeah. We, coast. Yeah, or... we'd be like we'd be like Maryland, uh, you know, Texas, Louisiana, oh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Iowa, Phoenix. You know, I mean, everywhere. Like literally everywhere. Like yeah. everywhere, everywhere but the northwest. I think as like I, I you never hit Portland for that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we never lived up <laughs> so there. So what? What kind of pastor was he? He was a Methodist minister. Yeah. Was so. it now? I I don't know much about the Methodist faith. So it's kind of like. Um, Catholic light, Catholic you know? light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How it's very. I, I know there are there are some pastors who are very animated, and then there's some that are very stoic. Where would he so, fall? So, so he well in Methodist, and the the Methodists don't believe in um, happiness or laughter or anything. So, <laughs> uh, it's just something that <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they just throw it out the window. And so on that scale, my dad would have been the most charismatic Methodist gotcha. minister who's ever existed. You know, because when you see, you know, you see, and I, I heard this as listening. I'm a kind of a podcast junkie, uh-huh. and these I don't even remember what show it was, but they were talking about when Chris Rock started out. Yeah, and I remember his early days, even before he was on SNL. And he was pretty much grabbed the mic, stood there, didn't move much, and when he started really blowing up. That's- and now he paces that stage like a panther. And one of the things he did is he went through and started studying. Uh, and him and some of the guys he wrote That's, with, he studied a lot of ministers, pastors, yeah. to get that cadence down and get that movement and that. Because that. you learn yeah. how, how to build um, um, tension. Yeah. And you learn how to build a story when you yeah. go in. and Because so so I, I, don't know, I don't know how churchy you are. You don't, I'm, you know, you don't have to tell. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get all churchy on you. And be like, no, no, we're, we're gonna have a, a guys prayer meeting over here. You know, like, um, but when you when you go to like white churches, you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna be like, white churches be like, what? You know how white churches? But they're boring, man. White churches are boring. <laughs> Hardly any good bands. So <laughs> so no rhythm. It's. <laughs> but but so you go to white church and and literally like you'll you'll you go and this the sermon is. All right, so turn to Luke chapter 5, and the Lord said to Luke that, and then you're like, like, so I go, like, I go to Victory Outreaches, which is like a multicultural, mostly Hispanic, you know, uh, denomination, charismatic, Pentecostal, we're we're crazy, get crazy, right? Uh, And that's that's what I, that's how I, that's how I get down. Uh, (laughs) But that's the thing, it was like, do you? 
so when when you see like a lot of like the wh- white dudes who never they they stay in the one suburb or whatever like that and they have that cadence of like it's it's the cadence yeah. of the pastor yeah interesting yeah so what when did you get the comedy bug i mean you're traveling around all over the place were, did you use it was that a way to make friends as a kid? Absolutely, I yeah. was immediately. So when I was a little, when I was little, we, like we moved around. Like the most we lived anywhere was a year. Oh like, man! Right, and so and this is your whole upbringing. This is my like, whole upbringing oh, up until man, I was like fourteen. Rough. And this is gonna sound sad, but up until I was fourteen, fifteen, and then he got out of ministry. We actually moved here to Phoenix, and I was yeah. going to high school. Um, and he got out of ministry, started doing um, computer stuff, and yeah. then immediately left the family. So, oh. <laughs> you know, you know the old, you know that old story. <laughs> well, it's the computers that'll get you. It's, well, that's, <laughs> uh, that's what they do, you know. Once he started making money, he was like, I don't want to share this with <laughs> these idiots. How many kids in your family? Uh, I was one of four. I was the youngest of four. Youngest of four. Yeah, yeah. What's kind? What kind of age difference? Uh, f- my oldest, my oldest sister is five years older than I. Uh, so I'm like, the youngest of six. Okay. And my oldest sister, I like to tell people, my much, much older sister yeah. is uh, almost exactly seven years S- older Okay, than me. so, so same. six kids, seven years. That's my parents were just like, yeah. we're going to get it done, and then yeah. we're, we're out. I, I, that's because my parents didn't have any hobby. Well, my, <laughs> they had one hobby. They had one <laughs> hobby. They had one hobby for a very short That's how I am. I had one <laughs> hobby for a very short period of time. Um, so, so what I did, so yeah. when we were, I, I learned when I was a kid that if I was funny, I could make friends very oh, yeah. quickly. Um and that that's all I did is uh you know so I'm really good uh with 20 second 30 second interactions oh I cr- yeah. like, I cr- I, cr- I, w- I crush elevators yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the elevator pitch I lo- oh, man I'm good at elevator pitches nice. so yeah so how but as as you I just can we we didn't move I I was in the same house my entire life yeah my parents moved in there in uh like 1960 my sister was a baby, mm-hmm. and then we were all born at not in that house in a hospital. We weren't we weren't hillbillies. There was there was an outhouse, there was an outhouse out back. Now we're in the suburbs, <laughs> yeah. you know, smack dab between Oakland and San Jose, mm-hmm. in that East Bay corridor. Oh yeah. My brother still lives in the house we grew up in. Wow. And uh, him and his wife and and his father in law, who's in his eighties, I believe. But uh, yeah, so that we were just suburb kids. And uh, I cannot, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have friends in school who they'd move in for a year and move out, kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. bouncing around like you were for jobs or military or whatever that their parents were in. But I just couldn't fathom that. It was like, I don't, I don't know how, that would have messed me. I couldn't, have, I don't well, think you I could have uh, you, 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 like everything else, you adapt. Yeah. You adapt to whatever that is. And yeah. So, you know, it's just, like just like, every, you know, everyone. Did that. Constant moving there and new friends, new classes, new teachers. Did that? Uh, how did that impact you and your brothers and sisters? The four of you. Did it make you guys tighter? Or I, I, w- I would hope. I would think so. Yeah. You know, like we're still pretty tight now. Yeah. We don't. None of us. Here's none of us live anywhere near any one of yeah. us. Like, like we're literally. My my oldest sister lives in Iowa. My my other sister lives in Arkansas. I live in Phoenix. My brother lives in North Carolina. So two and two. Yeah. Bro- yeah. 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 Two and then. My mom lives in Arkansas near my sister. My dad lives in Maryland. And, like, there's, yeah. you know, like, we're all just, like, but we still talk. I nice. still talk to them regu- regularly, Good. you know, every week at least. So And, and then, so when did, when did performing come up? When did that, when did that I bite just, you? I, I was out of the Army when I got after. The, cause after okay. the Army. Because I, you know, because you, you, don't, you don't know about these things. Like, I always, so when I was a kid, when I was a young kid, I... I got the, the 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 how I learned to be funny was I would sneak downstairs and I would watch Arsenio Hall on TV, right? <laughs> okay, so yeah, you're, you're much younger than so me. This is, so this so, is, but this is where like I differ from everyone else in my in the, all the other white kids. They'd sneak downstairs yeah. and watch, you know, David Letterman, yeah. or whatever like that. I'd be like, no, I want to watch. I want to watch Arsenio. So I learned when all the comedians that I learned yeah. off of were Chris Rocks and you know Bernie Max, uh, Bruce, Bruce, you know, like yeah, these, yeah, yeah. Those are the guys that I always idolize. Earthquake is one of my favorite. Oh. I, Actually, my, I say my, my favorite is Lavelle Crawford. Oh, I don't know. Lavelle. I'll have to oh, look so that funny. name up. Yeah, so good. I know Earthquake. I know the other ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruce, Bruce. He's so good. His name is twice. You know, <laughs> he's like. But that's how I like. That's, so you were getting a, a whole nother cultural impact. There. Well, we we also lived in the, in the ghetto. Yeah, yeah, you know, like because my dad was a pastor, so they would put us or he. I don't know if he. he 
wanted to or they put us we always went into the the poor areas the, the neighborhoods that need it exactly and yeah. so we would always be the white family on the in the neighborhood so <laughs> <laughs> yeah where i grew up it was really really racially mixed mm-hmm. i mean more so than than anything but it was pretty equal across the board yeah and uh and right after high school i went to go uh visit some friends and then worked for a summer in uh in the deep south okay in uh uh Oh, Knoxby County, when it Macon, Macon, Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, at the time, this is in '84, 1984. Mississippi, poorest state in the union. Mm-hmm. Knoxby County, the poorest county in Mississippi, and Macon, which was right outside of Columbus, it was a big Air Force base in Columbus, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. About 30 miles away was the town I was in. Macon was the poorest town <laughs> in, in the, the poorest county in the poorest state, and it was a uh, it, it was a Huge cultural change yeah. going from the Bay Area where there was an influx from the Far East, the Middle East, uh, Europe, everywhere. It was a real yeah. cultural mix yeah. to go in where it was you're either black or you're white. Yeah. And the, one of the one of the roommates that we were with, he was from originally from Sacramento and he was he had some Filipino in him, some Japanese, African-American. He was a real cultural mix yeah. of his own. They didn't know what to make of him. <laughs> they didn't know what he was. Lonnie yeah. Scruggs. They didn't know what he was. Yeah. And it was a, it was, but it was an interesting experience as a 17, 18 year old kid. I was working for a newspaper, the Columbus Post Dispatch. Yeah. And uh, just going, d- dropped right into the middle of Mayberry RFD. Oh it was yeah. Really weird. And but you fun. Go, and you go, I don't, you, like, I don't know what this. Same yeah. like, some, some like we, because we, we got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you know, and then my dad, and then we we moved. My dad was like, "Okay, this is not working out in these places." So, yeah, uh, we moved to small town Nebraska. Like we went from oh wow big inner city, uh, you know, and then we went to a town of 120 people in the middle of Nebraska. Like <laughs> that was my culture shock was being like one there's 120 people in this area. Oh wow! Whereas like there used to be 120 people. It, in, on, the, on, on that on, cold in, in, the, in these two in these two houses because we're all we're all poor, you know. Yeah. So you get in some trouble. What what was childhood like? Well, we always got you know we're you know I was a preacher, so we're those bad kids, you know. Yeah. So we we're always you know, smoking and drinking. Was and, that rough being the preacher's kid? Yeah, got I mean, that well, you magnifying know, magnifying glass. On yeah, you? there's the magnifying glass, and there's 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 two there's like there's two kind of preachers kids. There's like a really good kids. Who end up being like amazing people, yeah. and then there's really bad kids, and there's no in between. There's, <laughs> you know, because you either you're either one or the other. Because because what happens is that the the bad kids think it's fun to have you do bad things because you're a preacher's kid, and then they get more, <laughs> you know. So so there are like the good like there's good there's like great great yeah preacher, preachers. You're kids. either following the footsteps or rebelling completely. Exactly. Away. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's no yeah. in between. Yeah. So any performing at all in the in not, before? No, not really. Talent shows. Stuff no, like I mean that? I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did talent shows. Yeah. You know, I did like little things here and there. But you know, like uh, you know, I'm I'm sure I did. You know, they always had like the the school plays yeah. and stuff that I always I did. Would, when I was, I was a, a tree. Yeah, <laughs> that's my acting experience. Is me holding a stick back and forth. I was good at it though. I was a really was, good you tree. Crushed, you, you crushed <laughs> being a tree, man. If I walked in here and I was like, "Is that a tree that back a tree? there?" I was like, "Whoa!" I couldn't. I couldn't believe now, it. I couldn't nowadays, believe I could it. probably play the forest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we go, did you go straight into the army from uh, from high school? I would, no, I was out of uh, you know, I, I I was out doing my own thing for a few years, yeah. and I went in when I was like twenty two years old. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, it's still young. Well, you what, know, now what, it's young. What did that? What was the impetus in that? What, what well, motivated? Because, well, because you know, growing up, all you know, all little mm-hmm. boys, you know, well, at least now. I mean, back then, I don't know how little boys are now. Play army. But, yeah, yeah. I would, I would play army. I wanted to be a cop, firefighter, yeah. military. You know, I was always, I was always doing martial arts and something with the uniform, doing something. I was always want to be, you know. And then, uh, and then, luckily for me, George Bush invaded Iraq. You know, uh, and he was like, <laughs> and he was like, I just need, I need, um, I need bodies. To go there, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, "I'm a body." And then, did was the medical field something you were interested in, or is that I, I don't know how that works. I yeah, never yeah, served yeah. this. Oh yeah, so thing. so so essentially, what happens is that you, when you you go so to get into the, any military, you take a thing called the ASVAB. It's essentially the yeah. SAT for the military. No matter what branch, it's all the yeah. same, like it's the one the one test. Um, 
And then from there, they figure out, like, what your test scores are. And then they figure out, then they go, okay, what, like, are you, what you qualify for, for yeah. your, for thing. So, um, I, I, I was like, I had one of the highest tests. I was like, I, I scored like the 99% oh, wow. on my thing, right? Right. Where, whereas the other guys that were taken with me scored like a 30, you know? <laughs> so, and so those guys were immediately, they're like, oh, oh you're here, a truck driver. Yeah. You, Here's a shovel and a rifle. That's, no, that's for real. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, and then they, so for those guys, they go like, you have three options. And then for me, they go, okay, you have all the options. Yeah. And then so, uh, just this is this is a long, long story short. Uh, my grandpa was in World War II. He was in a tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got hit. The tank got hit by a German shell, and the tank exploded. And they thought that everyone was dead, right? They they the the, the medics went in there and they were just pulling people out because yeah. they like they thought they were all dead, and they threw my grandpa on a on a pile of dead bodies, oh, right? Oh man. Um, and then some medic was walking by and he heard my grandpa make a noise and yeah. he pulled him out and he saved him and the, and, and I mean that's you know three or four years of hospital visits and my yeah. grandpa was so like he was uh he was so messed his belly button was on his back you oh, know wow. so messed up right but for me I was like okay so if I'm going to go in the army and do something I really want to do like I want to go and do something like that I want to be something like, that can make a difference exactly so yeah. So my, my thing was like, uh, you know, I don't really want to go and shoot people yeah. um, unless if they shoot at me first. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it stayed in the inner city for that. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. But yeah, so that was like, that's why I want I, wa- I wanted to become a medic. Nice. And it was it was a great experience. And then and, uh, when I got out, I thought about I was going to go through nursing school because mm-hmm. there was. I don't know if you know how the medical field works. There's okay, so so like so if you go there's like, I don't know how anything works. Okay, right. <laughs> just just assume I know nothing about everything. Okay, so let so let's say you're you're in a hospital. Of course, you have your janitorial staff and all that. Yeah. Stuff. But on the medical side, then you have your medical assistants, right? That's so we're talking about lower, like yeah. as we go up, like medical assistants, certified nurses aide, um, nurses aide, LPN, licensed practitioner mm-hmm. nurse, which is like a two year, one and a half, two year degree. Registered nurse, which most people know about, yeah, and then and most of them have a two to four year degree, and then above that is a uh, nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioner. Yeah. So those they typically have a it's like a four year plus another four years on top. Anyways, and, and most of the time when you go into like a clinic or something, that's who you're dealing with anyway. So depend, a lot depend, of time. Yeah, depend, yeah. So now, so so it's really difficult right now. You know. Yeah. yeah so 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 do- a doctor will have a doctor's office, and then they'll have PAs, physicians assistants, or nurse practitioners yeah. helping them out on. On the on that side, and anyway, so so because of my um, extensive experience in Iraq, I qualified to jump over all of these things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then I found out that I would have to redo a lot of things, yeah. and I'm a lazy person. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. She thinks I'm funny too. Hey. <laughs> so that's what I found. So I said, okay. So. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm, I, I decided I don't want to go in, back in the mil- medical field because, um, you know, I, I go, I was trying to get jobs as an EMT yeah. go work at the hospital. And they're like, what skills do you have? And I'm like, well, two months ago I was doing chest tubes and crikes and I had my hand in this guy's chest, to, you know, doing, beating his heart for him. And then they're like, you can, you can push a, you can push a trash can yeah. if you want, you know, like, okay. Jeez. So, so then, then, so, um. <laughs> Then I so then I switched over to communications and marketing. That yeah. was kind of like my my major in college, um, and then but I started doing comedy. That's when I started in doing college. Comedy. In college, how? So I was twenty seven, twenty eight. Back to Iraq. I mean, what? Obviously, that's nothing you ever want to wish upon anybody. But you're over there doing doing good. Yeah, what, for the uh, most part. You how, know? Did, I was, <laughs> how did that? How did that shape your? Outlook on the future, just watching. Well, I, that I think what it, what, what it did for me was that it, it took away all anxiety of trying some trying to do something. Because really? you're like you're like after you've almost died enough times, you go yeah. You go what what else is there? You know yeah. So uh, I can't I can't obviously I can imagine, but having never been in a situation like that. The horror of having to go through that, and especially doing what you were doing, I'm sure at different points of your time over there, 
you're just looking to go, okay, I can help this person. I can't help that person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we call them, they're called, they're called mass, ca- or the mass casualty events. Yeah. Um, we would have, I mean, that was all the time. Oh, my so, goodness. So the, essentially what it is is like, you know, imagine everyone in this place yeah. gets blown up. And then, you know, and then one, and then you run in and you go, you. Yeah, <laughs> you. everyone in this place. That's a great spot to put a plug. We're that's at right, Sagebrush yeah, yeah. Coffee. Brush, where you will not get blown where up. You will not get, where you, uh, let's, let's give them a quick review. How's your, what'd you get? I got a, I got a uh, iced Americana. Yeah. Um, I will say, so here's, here's my honest opinion. If you, if you like, uh, it's, uh, what's the word? Tart? Yeah. So if you like, uh, you know, got a little acidity to it. That's what I got too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you I like, like that, yeah. That's so you like, I like, I like a smooth. I like a smooth. I like my like coffee. A Kona. To, yeah, I like my coffee to punch me in the face every morning. Mm. Uh, Sagebrush Coffee Company. Uh, Sagebrushcoffee.com. Uh, they're 393 West Warner Road in Chandler. Yeah. Sagebrush Coffee. I like it, and I will tell you, if you, it's in that bag over there. And if you want to pull a piece mm. off, feel free. I'm I not allowed to. I'm on a diet. Oh, me too. It's right there, though. <laughs> That's how far it, it is. My, a, diet, yeah. my diet lasts from here to there. To that That's table. how. It's a blueberry lemon scone, that and so it good. is fantastic. Yeah. It was really good. So we're done no, with the I will de- tell you, oh, if, you, if you're, if you're going to go ahead and get rid of your diet today, <laughs> and you're already over here, uh, there's a place over off by the Chandler Mall. Okay, and it's called Sicilian Butcher. Okay, Ooh. and they do like they do like house-made meatballs, and it's Ooh. amazing, right? But, and also, <laughs> on the side of it, they have a make-your-own cannoli bar. Oh my goodness! Right? And <laughs> they do these house-made cookies, and they have these ones that are called like terra terratazas or something, right? Yeah. But they're these little lemon cookies. And when oh I tell you goodness. that they're refreshing, like you eat one and you're like, this is like, it feels yeah. like it's refreshing. So if you guys have time, I mean, it's r- literally right over there. It's like a 10 minute drive from here. It's Sicilian Butcher. Sicilian Butcher in yeah, Chandler? It's in Chandler. It's next to the, the Fashion Square. New, sp- new sponsor. It's, it's, yeah, I'm telling you right now, this is, that's like me and my wife's spot. Oh, nice. So that's like our, that's our little oh, we'll daytime. When, when yeah. we do day dates, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know how you guys, how, you know, how, how you guys all do it, but. But we, because we have kids, I drag so him, I drag them to work with me. Yeah. That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, well, today my wife went over. She took the kids to a trampoline park with yeah. the nephews and oh, all nice. stuff. So, and I and I didn't want to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so back to the show. You're, oh, so sorry. Now you, no, no, you're fine. Because I want to get into that. I will as tell well. you, I have eighty. I have, do have ADD. <laughs> uh, I mean, some people are like ADHD. I'm like, no, there's no hyperactive <laughs> happening in this body, but there's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> There's the distraction. There. Yeah, yeah. I like to tell people I'm OCD enough to be annoying, not enough to be clean. Um, so that's so that's something yeah. that happened with me after. When, so one of my one of my symptoms of the PTSD that we found yeah. out was I have OCD tendencies. And so and then people are like, well, OCD tendencies. I'm like, I don't have the good kind where I like I scrub <laughs> everything, right? I have the good, I have the bad kind where like I like I wash my hands 20, yeah. 20 30 times a day and before I was getting help with it I was taking 7 8 showers a day you know oh, wow you know and the, to stay clean and then so same, same like yeah. I got, it's it's I got OCD tendencies but not <laughs> not the good kind not the good kind not the, good not the ones that help you solve murders like that's not, yeah that's what yeah <laughs> so you, you you come back you're going to college you're looking at marketing and communication mm-hmm. stuff what what's the what's the bug that puts you on stage the first time well so when when I was in the army uh, especially specifically in Iraq we would have very bad days just yeah. so you know yes I'm not we're not going to go into detail but we'd have very bad days and at the end of the day, these bad days, we would all sit in, in the smoke pit, you know, because in the Army, everyone smokes. I don't know if they still do, but they did. Yeah. You know, I don't smoke anymore. You know, and that, was, that was just an Army thing. Uh, but we'd all sit there in the, in the smoke pit, and then kind of like I would just sit there and hold court, and I would make fun of people, yeah. roast people, tell jokes, whatever. And then I found that, like, I, I just, it just it just happened naturally to be sitting there talking. And then pretty soon... We'd have like 20, 30 people were surrounding <laughs> me just laughing and having yeah. fun, right? And then, because we needed it, we needed it. Yeah. We needed it. And then what happened was that so many people okay, would come up to me after after these little impromptu, I guess now you call them shows, but I didn't yeah. know that back then. Yeah. To me, it was just goofing off. And 
But so many people would be like, listen, you have to do something with this gift. You have to do something when you get out. You have to. And I thought you were just Jerry Seinfeld. You know, like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. In my mind, I was like, oh, you, you're, just, you're just Chris Rock. You just show you're, you're funny, and then yeah. all of a sudden somebody then puts you're on, you on HBO. <laughs> and you're on HBO, right? I didn't know. I didn't know about open mics. I didn't yeah. know about any of the stuff. And then so I get out, and I'm going to school in Florida. And I find out about open mics, and I said, well, I don't know if I'm funny enough to go to open mic. Uh, I'm going to go check these guys out. And I go to watch a, a local show, and I was like, these guys are terrible. <laughs> I I can do this. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Nice. And, and then, then that was 13, almost 13 years ago. And I'm still actually like a couple of the guys um, still huge. Like we're just some of the, my best friends oh, now. Oh, nice. Very good. Um, there was a group of us. It was a small town. It was like 15. It was like maybe 15 comics. And of the 15, probably I think seven of us are professional comedians. Nice. Which is a crazy. What town? What, we're in Florida. Uh, Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville? So you, you, I went to UF for a little bit. Nice. I didn't graduate because comedy took over my <laughs> life. And, and I had better things to do. And then you started. What brought you back out here again? Well, I was living in L.A., and then I met my wife. I was out. I was gotcha. headlining. There used to be a club in Scottsdale. The the comedy, not the comedy catch, the comedy corner, the something. Anyways, it was in yeah. Old Town Scottsdale. That comedy spot. Comedy spot. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What so was the guy? What was his? Uh... Sean. Sean. Sean yeah. Menendez. Dillingham. It was the it was the Menendez brothers. Oh, it was they... Dillingham. <laughs> it was, it was. Um, the guy was an actor it was, as well. It was John right? Wayne Gacy. That's who <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, I had one interaction with Sean, and it was only digital. And uh, it was so outrageous. It was a, a series of messages that he started sending me at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I have no idea why. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting talking with uh, Tom Sims and Brian when Stir Crazy first opened. We went out there and did a podcast. And his name came up. In the podcast, <laughs> and then after we're plugging the mics and I'm wrapping them up, and I says, and I asked Brian, I go, what, what's he like? He goes, you've had an interaction with him, you've had a very strange interaction with him. I said, yeah. And he goes, and you don't know him. Yeah, that explains Sean. I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had, you know, he, he was on uh, what was that uh, that cop show, Brooklyn Nine Nine. He had it couple spots on there. He's, no, I didn't he's know a, that. He's had a lot of stuff, and it was just, he was just an interesting guy. And again, I've never met him, so yeah. I can't speak to his, but just my very limited interaction yeah. with somebody I didn't know I, was very weird. I would say that, like, my interactions with him were, were all professional. Yeah. And I never had, like, I know everyone, I'll have these, like, weird yeah, stories yeah. with him. Um, and I was like, everything I taught, I was professional, paid me on you know, it's, yeah, you went it, in, did your well, job I, exactly. Yeah. It was great. Everything was it, was it was all great. Um, there is another problem. I'm not going to name because I'm I don't I don't I'm not going to name names on podcasts. Yeah. But there is another person in town who I have had weird actually yeah. it's a couple of people, but one who is a comedy own, club owner who I've had very awkward conversations with. Probably know him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, and I and I just I made a conscious decision once that happened. I was like, okay, I'm never going to do his gotcha. club. I can never work with that guy because yeah. I can't trust what's behind. Understood. What's, yeah, yeah. what's going on behind the scenes? And, you know, and, and that's an interesting thing about the Phoenix and the Valley comedy scene is uh, there's a lot for 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 as many opportunities and venues there are, and for I don't know if it still is, but for you know a few years back pre-pandemic. You could literally go up seven nights a week at open mics and things yeah. and then get some club spots from that. Mm -hmm. And as tight as it is, there was so much backbiting. It was that's, I'm on the you know, I'm on the Facebook forums and you just see all this stuff going back and forth. And when I so when, like from and for me from a professional standpoint. Yeah. And I hate saying like I'm professional. No, but, I mean, but you know, that's I have how two, you make your living. That's how I make yeah. my living. I have two comedy specials. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I I think I'm pretty good at it. You know, people keep paying me, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, I think I'm pretty good at it and also think I'm the worst comedian in the world. So at the same time, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. But um, but for me, when I, if I go on like a Facebook group, um, my watch is telling me to, it says get get moving, fatty. You know? <laughs> uh, so if I if I go on a Facebook group and I see people like talking smack about other people, doing all these other things, my first instinct is I'm never going to hire that person. 
Yeah. Because I book people. I book people to come on the road with me yeah. to do shows, up-and-comers, or whatever. Uh, same like we're doing the Elks thing. I'm, yeah. I'm bringing at least one uh, new comedian who's, re- who's really good, who's really promising, mm-hmm. to come with me. But I saw, if I saw if I saw him on Facebook group, bad mouth and yep. somebody else just starting drama, I would never ever bring him on the road. Yeah, I, for no other reason. One, you're bringing that bad juju, but for no other reason is you, you know, you're doing a three hour car trip with somebody. I don't want to be sitting next to that guy. I don't want to be sitting exactly. Yeah. I don't want to sit next to that guy. Yeah. And also, what happens if uh, you know he gets done and then all of a sudden he he, he there's some perceived. Yeah. Uh, uh, Slight that I yeah. did because you know we're all awkward people, you know, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's on Facebook. Well, you know what Josh did? Was there, you know, I was in the car and he changed the the radio station. And, and <laughs> he's a terrible comedian. I I would yeah, it would only get this into a, a slam fest, but I was on a few shows, several in a row with a uh, with a guy here in Phoenix area, some down here, some up there, some out and about. And I thought everything was going fine, and I kept people kept telling me, "Hey, watch your back, watch your back." I was like, "Ah," and I'm I'm at this level and he you know from what he's doing and where he's performing he's he's at a level or two or three above me mm-hmm. as far as the the quality of gigs he's getting and i was like i i i'm not on, I'm not on his radar in that aspect yeah and then he sent me and i you know you and i were conversing over facebook messenger i very rarely use that mm-hmm. i never look at Twitter DMs or Instagram DMs. I don't even know how to get to them. Yeah, yeah. And he sent me a question through Instagram through a direct message. I never saw it. And then I get a phone call from another guy on the show. He goes, hey, call so-and-so. He's trying to reach you. Like, He's got my phone number. And I haven't gotten any message. Blocks me across all social media and then starts going. And I'm, I'm nothing to him. I'm not... Yeah. But he starts posting in some of these forums, hey, don't work with this guy. He's not even funny. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. And it for about 30 seconds, it was like a stab in the heart. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no. He does this with everybody. <laughs> it's just, that's that's, ex- that's yeah. exactly it. That's, yeah. Yeah. It was just a very odd, odd mm-hmm. interaction. And, thing, then, and then you go, and, when, and you go, don't work with it. And then you go, no, I'm not going to work with you. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't. I, I yeah. don't. I don't care enough. I, <laughs> I don't. I just. That's the. I, I think that's one of the things. I, I mean, you're older than I am, and I like. Yeah. This happened to me when I was in the army. I stopped caring what people yeah. thought. Yeah. I literally stopped caring because because I was like, listen, I've done, I've done it. I've done it. You can't like I've been to war. You can't take away my yeah. man card. You yeah. can't. I wear I wear Lisa Frank Crocs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? You understand? Know my daughter bought them for me. Nice. <laughs> like I don't like. There's nothing you can do that's yeah. gonna make me like feel less than. I'm like so. I'm I'm glad because like we were talking off mic. I started doing stand up way back when. I was doing uh, basically just open mics. Got to feature for a couple of people way back when. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other podcast on how that started. It was a interesting and weird experience. But I was working with a guy in the San Francisco Bay Area, and then he got hired to do a writing gig in L.A. and moved. As soon as he left, I stopped doing it because it was something I did with that guy. It was some, we, we would make the little, make yeah. the little circuit. Um, not that long ago, seven, eight years ago, I found an old shoebox with those little micro cassettes. Yeah, yeah. And I, had, I used to do them for work, working for the newspapers. That's how I did interviews and things. And then I started popping them into an old answering machine I found. Yeah. That's the only way I could listen to them. And I ran across a bunch of them that I, I had forgot. I used to record all my sets. You have to, yeah. Oh, I, I thought I was actually fairly decent. Three, four years of doing it and, you know, going out four or five times a week. Oh, they were horrible. They were absolutely <laughs> horrible. And I didn't even know it at the time. I didn't realize it. And now, you know, in my 50s, late 50s, Picking it back up again, I'm so glad because, like you said, I don't really care. People are like, oh, did you have a bad show? I go, I, you know, I finished. So I, that's my main thing. Yeah, yeah. It went good. It went fine. I, I didn't kill. I wasn't the worst on the bill. That's I did a, yeah. fine. I engaged the audience. And before it was like, I didn't get a laugh every 30 seconds. I'm yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah that, that last per minute that yeah. you're writing it down, you're like, oh, go, oh man, I'm getting... I'm only getting seven last yeah. per minute. I need to go up to twelve, and then seven. That's if I get that in a fifteen-minute set, I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, 
I'm more comfortable. I, I, I did a show with, uh, I'll, I'll say that. I don't know the guy that was. You know Craig Gass? Craig Gass. Craig Gass. He, he used to be on Stern for a lot of years. He yeah. does like all the celebrity voices, impressionists. Hilarious guy. Okay. He came up, did the Elks, and then the next night, the Orpheum. So I was on the Elks. I was on the Orpheum show up in Flag. And then we did a podcast after. It was for JC's Jester Festival up there that he did last year. And we're doing a podcast about four of us. <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, man, watching you Thursday and then last night, you know, the, the Elk show. And then he goes, I haven't seen somebody up there with that much confidence in so long. And I'm like, oh, thanks. He goes, oh, no, you have nothing to base it on. But you have. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And, and that, I hate to say, that's kind of what I'm going for. I, I would rather be myself and be able to be relaxed yeah and the laughs will come yeah it'll happen it'll but happen and you it, gotta yeah. take a second and it's going it's going fine you know it's fine. doing a lot but it, it, I, and i'm not sure to this day whether he was joking or not <laughs> but it was just well, a, it was just what he it goes, could be a hap- so yeah. I, I mean a little I've bit of both been, one time i was on a show with uh with someone who was not very good right yeah and then i was working oh, I'll, I'll tell you i won't say the, the headliner's name he's, <laughs> he's a pretty big headliner um and he was he was I was middling this oh, the opener yeah. right and then the the opener were all sitting there talking and the opener was like well what did you think and then the headliner goes you know what uh, you know if you wrote some really if you wrote some jokes you'd be really funny <laughs> oh man and he was like and it was like half serious half kidding yeah. it, was, it was but it was also true it was like listen if you wrote you know yeah see she she agrees the baby agrees. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wants to be on the podcast. Yeah. She's like, Yo, you want to be? Hey, baby, you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> it's funny. I, uh, I again, I'm very, I'm very happy now in hindsight that I didn't pursue this because I was nowhere near being ready. It's well, also, I, I mean, you're, well, theor- realistically, you're three or four years into it. You know, I, 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 I was so I was very blessed to be able to go full time when I was yeah, four yeah. years in. Uh, most people can't go; they're not able to do that until they're year eight, oh, yeah, year yeah, ten. Yeah. You know, but I was really, I was really, really blessed. I got an opportunity because I, I, I do churches. I, was, uh-huh. I, 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 I never really did churches before, but but I, I joined this this uh, this association and I met someone who taught me how to. How to book shows? Yeah, and then I learned how to hustle, and then because I, yeah. I so I was in, I moved back to Iowa, I was living near family at the time. Um, I'd already been doing comedy for a few years, and then I realized that there was a severe lack of yeah. good comedy in Iowa and the surrounding areas. And I was like, oh well, you, you know, I can, I can fill this. There's a void. Yeah. There's a because there's, there's you know there's like two or three headliners in the area. But I was like, there's like a void. That's then I was like, I can fill that void. Well, yeah. I'm getting better, and I can work on things. And I was single at the time. I'm, I didn't have very many bills, and I was like, yeah. I was like, so I got a, re- a really great opportunity to, to quit uh, normal life. Yeah. And go and go f- full time in comedy, but that's so rare. Yeah. That I don't like other than like a couple of people that did TV shows. I don't know anyone else that yeah was able to do that. Was able to jump off at that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm fortunate that in the course of the last several years when I kind of dipped my foot back into it that uh, they were bringing up some book shows up to some spots in Prescott I was able to jump on some of those and I found I, I really enjoy hosting I, I yeah. like hosting yeah and especially up there I cheat because I'm I'm it's a local crowd it's my exactly. crowd you can be like I, you guys, like down here like yeah. it, I see the local guys being like you know I like Phoenix it's not like that Apache Junction yeah. and everyone's like oh my goodness how did you think of that <laughs> what yeah what uh, be, be, between my is since '05 I've been working for a newspaper up there hosting yeah. radio. The podcast when I launched it in '14, so I'm ingrained in that area up there. I know a lot of folks up there, so yeah, it's it, I'm way more comfortable up there than when I'm elsewhere, either in Flag or whatever else. And then in the last year, JC started JC Anderson Anger Management Comedy, started doing shows at the Elks, yeah. and I had been hosting for him at some of the other spots he was doing. And then they changed ownerships. The Elks reached out to me and says, hey, they knew I was back on stage. They said, hey, can you, we want to bring comedy back here again. They had been using a booker. It wasn't going well. Oh, yeah. 
And they said, we want, can you book it for us? Because they've known me. I'm a known entity up there yeah. from radio and things. And I, completely honest with them, I says, I can bring the same level of comics. I know the same ones that you're, you're having trouble with this booker with. Yeah. They weren't having trouble with the comics. Yeah. But what they were doing was seeing the same four or five faces There's, every two or three months. Exactly. I said, I can bring that same level. I said, what you need is there's still a couple of rooms up there, restaurants that are doing shows. Mm. In my head, and this is how I explained it to them, I says, think about it L.A. way. You know, you got Flappers, you got the Ice House, Mm. then you got the Comedy Store. Yeah. Yeah. You guys need to be the Prescott Comedy Store. You need to be the A room. Yeah. I said, I can't do that. I don't have that reach. I said, you got to meet this guy, J.C., so I hooked him up. And fortunately for me, J.C. said, well, I'm going to start booking them. Why don't you host for me? Because yeah, it's your, that's your. So I've been going up every month there and then popping over and doing his other and shows. And also, I mean, good for you for having the show. humility to be able uh, to yeah. know that, yeah. like, because so, you know, how many people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to book it. And then and then it's a cash grab. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. And I just I knew I wanted to be part of a better show yeah. than what I could do. Yeah. I mean, if I'm the if I'm the guy that's not a show I want to be on, not not, not saying it, yeah. but I'm a, I'm a good opener. Yeah. I'm a good feature. I don't have that reach to bring in the bigger names. So what JC does, I don't know if you know the, the way he does this. He'll book for the Orpheum Theater up in Flag. Uh-huh. He does a monthly show there. So he'll get people going from Phoenix to Vegas or from Texas to L.A. And he'll grab them mid-run mm-hmm. and have them do like a Friday or a Saturday show at the Orpheum. Nice. So if he's got them doing Friday at the Orpheum, they'll do Saturday in Prescott. Okay. If they're doing Saturday in Flag, he'll do Friday in. Or See, the that's other, why yeah. I, he didn't get me for that. I, yeah, I'm not no, doing that but, one. So, so thanks for letting me know I'm not good enough. No. Thanks, man. That's, that's, <laughs> I, appreciate, that's, I appreciate that. That's nice. That's very nice no, of you. No, it's because you're not traveling through Flagstaff. He grab, literally grabs them off the 40. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and then depending on when the availability is for the Elks or Flagstaff, yeah. he'll do the one-nighters, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're, yeah, you're yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a... I was going to say, because I need to pick up a Flagstaff show yeah, next no, month. There, there's I gotta, not, yeah, there's not a there's not a correlation because it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. But he's getting names like yourself who yeah. travel the country. Craig Gass, Greg Wilson. I was on Greg Romero Wilson's show mm-hmm. in, in, up there. Um, Spencer James was up, another dry bar yeah. comic. I want to get Brian back up there because yeah, Brian, Brian, Mike James, and I did a show two years, three years ago, two years ago. Um, it was an outdoor venue for the Prescott Valley Days, mm. and there was three, four hundred people uh, in there. Yeah, and it was a great show. We had a great time, and I opened for those guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, oh, yeah I've uh, done some. We, we yeah we we had a podcast together. Like we done. I've yeah, done yeah. so much stuff. I with know. Those I remember guys. you were doing the video. Yeah, we were doing the video what thing. What was that? The morning laugh every morning. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. It was every. We did it once a week. Um, we're 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 in them. We're actually in the middle of bringing it back. Oh, but, nice. But a different doing it because I don't I don't like to wake up early you know <laughs> ever ever <laughs> so what i what i wanted to before was you know of course record it ahead of time yeah and then just have it bank them bank them yeah. and have them come out just like a podcast right yeah yeah uh and i think that's what we're gonna try to do now oh, nice. with with the new you one, can so. do it in person or are you doing it that's what we gotta figure you guys out we were gotta, doing remote we were doing remote and then put it and then it was just like literally it was just like a facebook live yeah yeah that would go out um I, th- I think we're going to try to do them, like, together and then put it out, but I, I, we haven't figured the... the nice. Because I live here. They, they live... I mean, Mike lives on the the tip of the West Valley. Yeah. He, like, he is on the very edge of the West Valley, so... Well, if you, if you, uh, if you ever do them with guests, you know, keep my number Absolutely. Hand. We always... We always... Yeah. That's so. how I actually first became acquainted with you. Mike James and Brian, I had met years ago. They came up and did a Prescott show I did photographs for. Yeah. What, I, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe. And that's where I met them, and then I, I was introduced to you and your comedy through that morning show. Oh, awesome, it's where, yeah. where I hooked up with you on social media at that point. Oh, man. <laughs> but we wanted to plug. We just got to chatting so much. I know. That's I'm, what happens when you talk no, to me. I I'm like, going yeah. to have all your socials in Perfect. the intro and in the show notes, but go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. Honestly, everything is Josh Novi, N-O-V-E-Y, uh, literally across the thing, Josh Novi. Yeah. Uh, that's, there, there's no change. Uh, there's only one of me in the world. <laughs> uh, so, like, I got lucky. It's not like I'm a, a Brian Smith or something, you know? <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so I mean, across all seven, eight 
social media platforms. That's what my... And uh, then joshnovicomedy.com. joshnovicomedy.com. Boost up that YouTube page. Oh, uh, yeah. Please do my YouTube. I'm almost, I'm almost to monetization, so I'm yeah. super... I really need that to happen. And then the real reason, one, two reasons I really wanted to sit and chat with you today is, one, I wanted to meet you face-to-face. Yeah. We've been hooked up on social media for a while. But we've got that show. We were talking about the anger management, uh, J.C. Anderson's anger management productions. He's doing a mo- he does a monthly show at the Elks Theater in Prescott, right there on, on the Courthouse Square, you know, a couple feet off of it. PrescottElksTheater.org, and that's theater spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E, because they're fa- fancy like that. PrescottElksTheater.org, July 21st. Tickets are on sale for that now. We, we chatted a little bit about it, your yeah. style, but this is a clean show. Yeah, yeah. And Zach Allen? Uh, come Zach, Zach Allen is going to come with me. I might grab another kid on the way. We'll see yeah. what happens. Maybe the baby's going to join us. I don't know. We'll see what happens. She might. Oh, I think I'm hosting. I think I'm hosting. <laughs> no, the baby's hosting, actually. Baby's hosting? It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a tight five you're going to do for us? <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's so. the beauty of, of what I like to bring. I got my son sitting five feet away from us. I'm a huge fan of being able to have laughs together as a family. That's, so my, my goal, uh, this is sound, this sound pretentious, but my goal for my my comedy when I'm doing uh, after after my hour ninety minute yeah. show that I do, so, some you know depending on where I'm at. Uh, is I want to be able to leave and not feel bad about what they yeah. laughed about. Yeah, yeah. You know, or have to, or they get a kid. I don't want you to have to explain something on the yeah. way home to your kid. Yeah, I, for myself, it was nothing. Nothing's worse than, yeah. Don't repeat that. It's just yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like if that's the case, then I don't want to hear it. Really. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know. And, yeah. Well, I mean, you have. I don't know how many kids you. Have. I have three. Sing, that's it. So good yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. One and one and. It's <laughs> oh, sometimes because we we have because it's my wife, it's her kids, and we have shared custody with, with yeah two of them. We have shared custody because they don't have a say. The oldest one does. You know. <laughs> And so, but when we have just the one, I'm like, oh, it's like having a pet. It's amazing. It's just I I feel bad because I, I I was 44 when he was born. Oh, we had been married 15 years already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely a surprise. Yeah. And I feel I like to tell people I says I have one child. My wife is raising two of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it's it's bad way, especially after pandemic. You know, during pandemic, he went to homeschool at fifth grade. And oh, then we, dis- decided when, to stay. At, when, as, so what we, yeah. we talked about my dry bar comedy special. It yeah. dropped. The, all, all of these things happened within a week of each other. By the way, I moved to Phoenix. Not so I we had already like signed the lease and I was yeah. already moving here. But it, like it was already in the works. I, the pandemic happened. They announced the shutdowns. I moved to Phoenix. My lease started. I moved in with my wife and kids. So I, well, they weren't my wife yeah. and kids at the time, but the, my my now wife and kids. And my dry bar comedy special dropped, and I lost two years of work. Oh my goodness! So all like it was like five all five things happened at one time. So it's your fault. It is my fault. My, <laughs> I was on the road. My my agent, my manager at the time, um, he's not even in the business anymore. He, he he's done. Yeah. Because uh, he lost <laughs> he lost everything. But yeah. uh, he called me up and he's like, Hey, listen, everything's shutting down. And then by the time I had got home to Phoenix, he's like. Two years of work is gone. Everyone's canceled. Yeah. They've canceled ahead of time. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. and I was like, that's it. So I was like, so I became like a stay-at-home dad. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I, I mean, I drove Lyft. I signed up for Lyft, and I was yeah. like, I got to make money somehow. Got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time I had a job in uh, that time, 10, 12, 11 years. You know, so. <laughs> I don't know that I could ever go back to a straight job again. I can't do it. I mean, it. Even, even when I was working a straight job for the paper, oh. my schedule was all over the place because, you know, news happens around the clock. So I was really free on doing my own schedule. And now I'm like, if I, if, you know, obviously I do what I have to do to get by, but if I ever had to go back to a nine to five in an I office. I, I don't know if I could. Like my wife, we, uh, we, we talked about maybe me like becoming a, like after comedy because comedy has like there's a life yeah you know it has an expiration date you know I don't know some some of the folks I've been on shows with it, they don't know that yet they don't know and they, they should have quit years ago they, they no. And it's, no but it's true uh, but like realistically in comedy you have 
Uh, once you hit a certain age, you just will not get yeah. booked anymore, unless if you're a name. And so the idea is that during this time right now, and hopefully for the next 20 years is about how long it should, like, yeah. I should, right around 60, 65 is when you stop getting booked, right? Man, um, that's when I started. I know. That's what that's the sad part is. <laughs> I better hurry. I know. You, you, have, you have four years left. Um <laughs> Is to work as much as I can and save up all the, as much money as I can, so that when I'm when I turn sixty, I don't have to worry about yeah getting another getting another job. I can just retire off of this money yeah and, and, and um, not have to worry about booking a motel room in exactly. I don't want to. You way. know how many of those road dogs I know? Yeah, those guys are 65, 70 years old now. Yeah, and they're staying they're staying in Motel Six and in. You know, in Springfield, Illinois, and not knowing where the next gig is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I can't. My brain, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Well, follow Josh Novi. Josh oh, Novi got comedy. real sad. No, a, no, I think that's. Listen, great. I know some guys that really should kill themselves, and <laughs> I, I'm going to name them right now. You're. <laughs> <laughs> book book a room with a really strong. Uh, Dowel in the closet that will hold you when you're going to go. Hang your yeah, I know, yeah. Can't, yeah, I can't be like. Uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. make some. <laughs> make sure that shower curtain rod doesn't fall that's down. Oh, that's bad. Did you watch? Did you watch uh, have you seen that uh, uh, Otto? What's his name? My name is Otto. Or uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, yeah. So fun. It's so it's dark and it's funny. Yeah. And there's a thing where he goes to try to hang himself, <laughs> but then the ceiling collapses, and it's just so. It's one of those where you're like, yeah. where you're like, I'm. Not, it's so funny and so dark. That's funny. This I I I was doing it on a real regular basis, and I kind of fallen off. We're gonna end the show with this. They're making the Josh Novi story. They're making a biopic. Oh, okay. You get to cast it. Who plays you? Can't be you. Oh, can't be me? Oh, um. Oh, man. Jack Black. Jack Black. Now you can choose the genre. It does not musical have to be. Musical comedy. Musical comedy? Absolutely. Not a western? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Why? No, no. Musical it, comedy. How about musical comedy western? Let's go for it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for this. And let's, let's paint those wagons red. <laughs> We're gonna. It's a musical comedy now. Yeah, yeah. What kind of soundtrack? Well, I think I think like old like old Broadway standard show standard, tunes. Standard like yeah, gotcha. standard show tunes. And Jack Black can pull it off. He can. He him or him or like Jack Black, Josh Gad could play me. Nice, nice. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. It's yeah, been a man, lot of I'm fun. Excited. I'm excited for uh, the 21st of July. July 21st, doors open at six. Show starts at seven. <laughs> Tickets on sale now. PrescottElksTheater.org. Josh Novi Comedy. Click that link, Josh Novi, on YouTube. Boost up those subscriptions so he can start making some money off of his YouTube. Yeah. For when he's 60, he could just retire. Your Dry Bar, Dry Bar Comedy, Dry yeah, Bar dry Special bar on there, and then you have another special on your YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's an, the, so my original special, I filmed it, I want to say 2018, 2017. To, anyways, got, uh, I, I, got, I lucked out. We filmed it. We filmed it by ourselves. Uh, then we put it out for 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 distribution. Got picked up for distribution. Oh, nice! It was on. It got put on Netflix for for a while before they turned into the only celebrities now. Yeah, yeah. But it was on Netflix and it was on Amazon. Nice. Uh, it's been on a bunch of stuff. Where'd so. you film it? Uh, it was back in in Des Moines, in Iowa. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. All right, well, it looks it's, good. It looks good, guys. I didn't. Know. We will check it out. And uh, thanks for talking with us. We are again Sagebrush Coffee in Chandler. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. You don't, you don't have like an ending, like a like a lock the gate type no. thing. No. All right, stay crispy, everybody. All right. Talking to me, you come and tell me everything is alright. You kiss and tell me everything's alright. Can I get away again tonight? The only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. Yes, he was. He was. Lord, Lord, Lord.
Cause it's not of a preacher man 